0: everyone, and welcome back to my podcast, for Going This Way. Today I'm going to share a little bit of uh, what my journey was like when I uh, was uh, really struggling with my sexuality, um, which is what this podcast is about. Is for helping people who are struggling with that sin. Because um, uh, one of the things I happened to find over the last few weeks was the letter that I wrote to my mother um, about my homosexuality. And um, But before I do that, uh, just, I'd like to re- remind you guys about uh, the God the Father Apparel Company, it's a Christian apparel company. Uh, they make some really nice uh, clothes, they're comfortable. I'm wearing a sweater right now that says "God, God's love never fails on the front and says it on the back as well, it was for their uh, Valentine's Day sale. Um, I really like their clothes and um, I, I like to support people who are, are trying to, um, to encourage you know people to ask questions about jesus and about god and uh if there's one thing that most people look at when they're out and about it's clothing uh we look we kind of we kind of judge people on what they're wearing and uh if someone if if wearing something like this can can provoke somebody into asking a question i think it's even worth it um but yeah just uh, head by their their website god the father apparel And uh, if you like what you see, please use my code. It's called, uh, it's uh, Reborn in Christ, all lowercase. And uh, just check them out, and uh, you'll get a little bit of a discount if you use my code. Um, Thank you ahead of time if you do it. I appreciate it. If you don't, I mean, at least you you looked at something cool. Um, So, back to this. Um, This letter I wrote when I was 21. um, I had been secretly struggling with my homosexuality for about um I'd say about three or four years beforehand I it was it started in high school when it when it really uh, started taking root in my life and as a Christian of course I always struggled with that homosexuality that sin and uh, and you know how it impacted my Christian life and it, it, it deeply impacted it because of it stunted my growth as a Christian um, I knew what the Bible said about homosexuality and about sexual immorality and I for a long time I avoided reading the Bible because I already knew what it said and I knew what the truth was. Um, But this letter I wrote uh, shortly before my 21st birthday. I put it in an envelope which said, if you can see it, it says uh, Can you see it? There we go. For Mom uh, it's kind of blurry but it says for mom don't open until may 31st 2013 and me being the dramatic writer that i am i um, thought it was a good idea for her to read it on that my birthday um the funny thing is i knew that she was reading uh, the lord of the rings to my brothers at the time in the morning so i i put it in the lord of the rings uh, right where her birthmark was so i knew that she would find it that morning um as dramatic as i am uh which, looking back, was I just think it's kind of funny, but uh, it starts off. I, I wrote a little smaller page, and it said, first off, I'm writing this because for me, writing is easier than speaking, and that's true. I've I've always been a better writer. Um, this is something I have not been able to say out loud, and so I'm writing it down. I also want you to have the time to think about it. I want you to know first, uh, or wanted you to know first. I'm." You know, grammar wasn't the greatest thing at the time. I went to college for that, um, lol. Um, and then I said, Maya Angelo said, there is no greater agony than bearing an untold story inside you. And I put that that can be applied to the secrets and truth that I need to tell, and I need to tell that untold story. Alright, so, dear mom, you have always told me not to compromise who I am for anyone i know you've told me countless times before that all you want is for me to be happy the truth is i am not happy i have been compromising who i am i have it has nothing to do with being home or anything i just recently moved back home it's just me i've been keeping a secret that has been eating away at me for a very long time now and i've hated myself for it because for so long i've thought that there was something wrong with me and i would and it would not go away i've always been I have also been hating myself because I've been lying to everyone and I do not like lying, especially not to you. Uh, there, there are a lot of things that make me me, and you name a lot of them all the time. I'm strong-world, stubborn, smart, creative, a bit antisocial, um, I'd like to add probably a little bit intimidating sometimes, but that's, that's my personal opinion. Uh, one of those things that makes, me, uh, makes up me is that I'm gay. I do not know if this will come as a surprise to you or not. You, think, you may think it's a phase. It's not. It has just always been this way with me. It was the real reason I did not date in high school. All the saying that a particular guy's at school were hot, or I was crushing on them, or crushing on hot celebrities, uh, pointing out a guy is sexy on TV, they were just to cover up who I really am. I do appreciate their bodies, but I just don't like men. Not that way. I've been suppressing it for longer than I can remember, but I need to stop that. I can't lie to myself or anyone else anymore. I think that writing this has been the hardest thing I have done in my life, harder than even basic training. And no, in hindsight, I was being stupid when I wrote that, of course. Um, Not harder than basic training. (laughs) It has been hard for me to throw out uh, what so many people say about it and let uh, myself accept it in me. Uh, People preach hate about it. But the comfort I have found has been in praying, um, which is an ironic statement, <laughs> kind of funny. Um, I've been reading the Bible and praying to God endlessly about it. One thing I have found is something found is something I have known for as long as you have been teaching me in the Bible, and since I have been able to understand it. God loves me. He loves ev- everything and everyone, no matter who or what you are, and no matter uh, what you do or have done. I know that Jesus died for me and he saved me from all sin. I have complete faith in him. He created me as I am and I accept and embrace it. I feel such a relief in writing this, like a weight has been lifted off my shoulders. I have spent too many nights anxious and stressed out about this. I need to get it out. This is who I am and I am not going to keep it a secret anymore. I love you and always will. I hope this does not change how you feel about me. I will not compromise myself anymore just because others may be uncomfortable or not understand. I love you, Sealand. Um Like I said, that was a letter I wrote when I had just turned 21. Um, and at the time, that was what I really believed. And um, one of the reasons I believed that is because in college... I mean, it's not because of college or because of what other people were telling me. It was because of the, the lies I had been telling myself, first off. Um, but I felt like I really was gay. I felt like I had been born that way. That, you know, this attention that I was seeking from other women was like, it wasn't that, you know, oh, I just felt like I didn't get enough attention from my mom, which isn't her fault, um, um, growing up. But because, you know, that it's because I was gay. And um, it was something that I struggled with because, of course, I grew up as a Christian. Like I said, I read the Bible, I prayed, um, which when I look back at it's kind of ironic that, you know, I've been praying about it. And one of the reasons that I wrote this and and, and exposed that part of my life was because I felt like I needed to tell somebody. And that's the thing about being convicted by the Holy Spirit, because at the time, I didn't really realize it but the Holy Spirit had been convicting me about keeping that sin a secret from my mom Um, and then later of course from the rest of my family and that began the first step in the Holy Spirit continuing me down the path of repentance of of that sin in my life Um, yeah at the time I didn't think it was really that big of a deal because I was a Christian but one of the things I started to realize as I was continuing to uh, try to validate that sin in my life with my own research into the Bible and how it's written, um, listening to other people who called themselves gay Christians and reading their material, one of them being, uh, I think his name is Matthew Vines. He wrote God and the Gay Christian, um, which at first I was like, yeah, this guy's writing exactly what I need to hear, and then I thought about it a little bit later when I read another book called Can You Be Gay and Christian, which is written by a pastor, Uh, his name escapes me at the moment Um, I know his first name is Michael but one of the things I realized is that while Michael Vines his book told me everything I wanted to hear and validated everything I wanted to feel, when I read the other book what it told me was the truth about how god feels about it and what god wants in my life um and uh that feeling (laughs) struck a chord in me because it never went away because as i said i read the bible i prayed and i always had this constant conviction in my head like i was doing something that was wrong um despite what the world was saying about homosexuality because of course in homosexuality is accepted now in our society. I mean we had the uh, the court case, the Supreme Court case that that legalized gay marriage which at the time I celebrated and um, um, it's kind of, (laughs) it's a video that I've left up on my YouTube channel that I'm ashamed of now but not really because it just shows what the change was that happened and it wasn't a change that I made happen, it was a change that God made happen uh, because I was seeking To Really learn the truth from him. Um, I stopped thinking about what was you know Am I hearing things that I want to hear or am I hearing things that I need to hear? And that seems to be the problem that we have as Christians when it comes to our sin what regardless I mean, it doesn't have to be homosexuality. It can be alcoholism. It can be um, other forms of sexual immorality like uh, cheating, adultery, having sex outside of marriage living together when you're not supposed to be living together um drugs um i mean anything you're addicted to anything you put ahead of god um and um i went from feeling that i was that way that I was born that way like i said in the last uh, episode um because that's a, that's a cop out that was me copping out and me accepting the cop-out that other people were telling me that I, that I, I didn't need to explain myself because I was born this way, um, and me really starting to examine the state of my own heart because the Holy Spirit was leading me to examine my heart with, you know, my mom telling me after she read the letter and confronting me about it. She's, she told me quite, you know, straightforward, I mean, she was, she was very kind and compassionate about it. She said, well, you know what God thinks about sexuality? Or, or homosexuality, I mean, it's an abomination, it's against his law, it's not good for you. Um, of course, she told me she loved me anyway, because she said, I, I can't support you being a homosexual, I mean, she's not, she didn't reject me, she didn't kick me out of the house, she didn't, you know, say, well, I can't be around you kind of thing, you can't, you're not welcome here, but she wasn't going to tell me that homosexuality was good for me, that I was a, hom- that, that was the good, the life, the path that God wanted for me. Um, and I thank God for that because I needed to hear it. And that was what I realized when it came to writing this letter, was that it wasn't for me that I wrote this letter. And I, I well, if you think about it, God had me write it for, for my growth. But at the time, I thought it was all about me. And what I realized when I went back and read it is that I didn't write this... Just for me, it w- it was like God had me write it, so that I could put those words, you know, on on paper and then look at how I was thinking and how I was feeling. And it opened my eyes to first off, going those feelings were all selfish. It was all I was. I looked at how many times I I, I put I and me in it, and you know. Um, don't, don't compromise who you are for anything. I'm like, well, I had already compromised my Christianity for my own feelings. I had compromised my, my, um, relationship with Christ. Uh, so that I could live a, a lifestyle that, I mean, he told me was wrong. <laughs> um, it, it was, it was the first step in returning. Because as I said, throughout that whole year, I thought, what was that? That was, um was it 2000 yeah 2013 it took me 2 years after that to return to rededicate my life because of course it it, it got me on the course of um well if I'm going to be gay and christian I got to I have to justify it I have to prove to people that it's okay to be gay and Christian, and this is how I'm going to do it. I'm going to do research, I'm going to use the Bible, look, this is what this means in this particular language, and they didn't necessarily mean that this, you know, words change form, that kind of thing, and I was I was into it, I was into the research. Um, but oddly enough, that was the research that, you know, that put me on the path of like, you know, none of this is right. <laughs> I'm instead of taking God's word for his word because his word is truth. I was taking God's word and trying to manipulate it to fit the lifestyle that I wanted to live that I thought was best for me. Um, and I thank God that he put me on that path uh, to try and validate it because through trying to validate myself, I ended up having, you know, like I said, I exposed my heart. God, the Holy Spirit said this is what's truly there and this is where your heart needs to be um i won't go into detail about the night where i did re-dedicate my life because i I can put that in another um video i don't want this one to be too long Um, but i i i I know what i needed to share at least my thoughts and feelings on it because there are people out there who feel the same way as me not necessarily the exact same way But there's a lot of people who struggle with, you know, how things make them feel, because the thing about homosexuality, in in a lot of sense, is how it makes you feel, and I didn't feel happy at the time because I was focusing on uh, homosexuality. Um, I was making that, the attention that I got from it was what I was seeking, and when I wasn't seeking it at the time, when I was, I I felt kind of empty. at the end of the day, I would feel empty when I when I was out talking with a girl and we were, you know, on a date or something like that, which I didn't do too many. Thank God, I didn't. You know, it never went too far that I I, I super regret the some things, but I do regret that um, I didn't realize sooner that what I was doing was um, twisting God's word and and trying to make it fit my agenda as opposed to letting it be the agenda and the right path that God had already laid out for me. Um, but primarily, I mean, this is, this is for people who are struggling with with those feelings, with feeling that you're born a certain way and, uh, or you know, the, your sin is something that you don't need to change because you feel you were born that way. I mean, we're all born sinners, as I said in the previous episode. I mean, would you live continue to live in sin with no hope of redemption just because you were born into sin? I mean, God didn't send Jesus down on the cross to die for us, uh, with that that and show that kind of love, so that we can be like, well, there was no point. Why why do that? Because we were born this way. We don't need to change. I mean, that's that's defeatism right there. That's. I mean, think that, that you're going to get the, a better result just because you can't change how you were born or the way you think. Um, I can tell you that, you know, you can't, the way you think and uh, your ideas about who you think you were born to be um, change when you have Christ in your life. Because he creates us to be, you know, brothers and sisters of Christ. He creates us so that we can, you know, accept the gift that he gave of Jesus Christ and become a co-heir in the kingdom of God, which is the coolest thing that there is on earth, especially since we know that this earth is temporary. It's, I mean, every day people die, every day people are born, you know. It's it's fleeting. So what what's going to happen when you do die? Are you, what's the, um... What, I mean, if you're living in a temporary world, where does your soul go? Um, that's another deep conversation I'll get into later. Um, but, you know, the reason, again, the reason I bring this up is because it, it, it opens, uh, it opens the door for a better way of life. I know that while I was living in homosexuality, I thought I was happy for very short moments of time. Um, but I wasn't truly happy. I mean, contrary to what the letter says, um, even after I came out, I was very miserable. I mean, it, 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 the, all the letter did was just bring my misery to the forefront. It, it, it brought it from a secret place to a more forward place for me to deal with. And it didn't go away, it just uh, amplified it so that I had to deal with it. Um, And the only way that I could deal with it was by surrendering it to Jesus Christ. Um, uh, Oh my goodness. uh, I'm kind of getting a little bit emotional at the moment when I think about it. And I'm trying not to. um, So I'll probably end it here um, and continue on in another episode. but. The reason I, I read this letter and exposed this part of myself um, to you guys who are listening and to you guys who are watching is because, you know, I love you just as much as God loved me to save me. And um, for other homosexuals or other people who are dealing with homosexuality, God loves you enough to let you experience something you want to experience. And hopefully, I mean, he's the one who does the movement. He allowed me to experience the, uh, the years that I lived in homosexuality so that I could see that the way that I was living my life was not good for me um, and was destroying me. And he's the one who lifted me from that. He's the one who's like, you know what, you went down that path long enough, it's time to come back um, <laughs> that's another story I, I don't want to tell it right now I want to tell it later um, but um, it, the, the primary reason again God loves you and he wants you to know that there is a better purpose for your life than the, the purpose that you put on yourself because what we ultimately put on ourselves is so much more insufficient than anything else I mean it doesn't satisfy you it, it leaves you empty at night. It leaves you wondering why there's this, still this gaping hole in your in your soul that you're trying to fill, and it doesn't get filled, no matter how hard you try on your own. The only person who can fill that is Jesus Christ. And the only one who continues to, to keep that filled is the Holy Spirit working in you after you get saved. Um, we talked about the Holy Spirit a lot this weekend, and... Um, I just, uh, continual conviction that I need to get people to, I mean, I don't. God can, God is the one who convicts people, but I'm convicted on the need to tell people this. And it's because I love, I love you guys, and I want you to know that God loves you as much as you love me, and that he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for me, to die on the cross for you. Sorry, I'm getting emotional again. So that you can live a life that is actually fulfilling and that you can live with God forever and eternity. You can go and see Jesus' face once you die or once he, you know, he raptures us and takes us to heaven. And I don't want people to miss out on that. I mean, I don't, I don't hate anybody enough that I, I would wish anybody to miss out on Jesus Christ. I don't want anybody to miss out on Jesus Christ. I mean, neither just Jesus. Jesus wants everyone to be with him. But it all comes down to our decision on whether or not we accept Jesus Christ as that Savior. Um, I'll end it there before I get too emotional. Um, but I want to thank you guys for listening. Um, you don't have to. And, and I, I ask you guys to please send this to somebody who... Um, who may be dealing with it if you believe that there's someone who needs to hear this message I mean not even my message if you just feel like somebody needs to hear a message about you know homosexuality or about the saving grace of God I mean talk to them get them get them to you know get them a Bible I mean even if they don't read it just say please read it invite them to church Even if they don't come to church, just invite them. I mean, take that extra step. One of the things about being a Christian is that we're supposed to have fruits. And we talked about, I'm one of the youth leaders at my church, and we talked about um, that over this past weekend in a uh, program that we did, is the Fruits of the Spirit. And the first fruit that it mentions is love. And if we're going to love people, we need to act upon it. And we have to show them that we love them. And it's not... It doesn't show them that we love them if we don't say anything to them about the saving grace of God um, and compassionately tell them that, you know, there's our lives are filled with so much sin and that the only that way that we can overcome any sin that we commit is by putting it at Jesus' feet and asking him to, you know, forgive us and, and come into and live in our hearts and be our Savior. And I'm going to end it there. Um, before I keep rambling on about it, um, just continue the show to show the love. Um, I love you guys and I pray that, that through you guys who are listening that this reaches who it needs to reach and that by God's grace um, it, it saves somebody, even if it's just one person. Um, I'm not going to keep numbers because it's not my job to keep numbers. It's, it's only in God's will who gets saved by what we do and how he works through us. And I'm not going to put that on my shoulders. I'm going to let him do all the work. Um, pray for your friends who are dealing with homosexuality because they, they really need love. And they need God's love and they just don't realize it yet. Um, again, thank you guys for listening. Um, I pray that you have a blessed weekend and a blessed week in that you guys pray for courage to stand for your christian convictions in this in this world in this current climate of the world because uh, um, god has promised us as christians that we will face persecution and that times will be tough for us but we are to consider ourselves blessed to suffer along with christ Um, and i pray that we take that graciously and that we go from here with with all the courage and all the strength and all the glory that god um, works through us Um, Thank you guys, and have a blessed week.